0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Talk money to me.
2: Hello and welcome to Talk Money To Me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Now
3: in this episode, we're going to be discussing the latest market news, the bulls and the bear cases for valuations, and also diving deeper into the investment opportunity within the decarbonisation electric vehicle supply chain.
2: That's right. So if you're looking for new investable ideas, this episode is for you. Now, before we get into to the episode a quick reminder because we've been talking a lot about the markets. Please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and you should seek professional, appropriate advice before making any of your investment decisions.
3: <laughs> all right, so let's kick off today's conversation, which is actually based on facts known at the time of recording, which is the 27th of June, 2023. Now, we all know things are moving so quickly, but here's where we're at today.
1: Now, the good old-fashioned Australian share market fell by around point three of a percent today and is now sitting close to a three-month low. This whole valuation question on big cap tech, people are still struggling to try to make it clear what is going on here. We're seeing seasonally lighter volumes coming after the end of the quarter this week. We're going to get seasonally lighter volumes, uh, sky-high prices and valuations. So
2: look, the markets are giving back some of the recent rally, mostly led by large mega cap tech and the excitement around AI. So in terms of like valuations and what equity analysts are seeing at the Moment. Look, they do believe that some valuations are looking too stretched and frothy, as we like to call it in the industry. So it makes sense that, you know, the market's pulling back on this, also with other fears in in the market as well, which we'll go into more detail. But also, we're seeing analysts now starting to downgrade their price targets. So recently, Goldman Sachs downgraded one of the darling stocks that's really rallied hard, which is Tesla, Um, under the reports that, look, it's basically too frothy and look, growth is a concern. And interestingly also, Kathy Wood, who's a really famous, um, well-known growth investor, also reportedly recently sold 7 million of Tesla shares as well. And then similarly, another darling stock that's really enjoyed a nice rally of late uh, is Apple. And UBS earlier this month downgraded Apple on similar grounds, you know, valuation stretch and concerns of growth slowing in the near term.
3: Yes. And we're also actually seeing the pullback here in our Aussie market, although we've been quite resistant. In the past five days, the ASX 300 index has pulled back 3% and we're seeing more volatility in the ASX small cap space down 3.5% in the same period. Now, the markets are price- in the recent signs that further US Federal Reserve rate hikes lay ahead and they seem to weigh on sentiment recently despite having a pause in June. According to the latest dot plots and predictions, the markets are thinking there is about a 60 to 65 chance of a hike in July. Ouch. And this stat was confirmed recently with Fed Chair Powell actually commenting that nearly all policymakers expect that it'll be appropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of the year. So no drops anytime soon. Now the news last Thursday that the Bank of England um, and Norway Central Bank has accelerated their pace of rate hikes as well also seemed to really intensify rate fears.
2: So in terms of the bear camp, the talking points for this week is that they're arguing, look, US valuations in particular are really overbought, and one tracker that we look at is the US index for ETFs, which is trading about one standard deviation above their 50-day daily moving average standard. So that is indicating that it is overbought territory now. Secondly, you know, there's this continued shift in sentiment um, and positioning indicators with A.I., in, in particular, the bull bear spread, that's now um, above its historical average for the third consecutive week now. And Goldman Sachs, you know, their head of US equity sentiment they have an indicator and that's actually now at 1.2, which is indicating it's in stretched territory for the first time since April 2021. So that is another, I guess, flag that we're in overbought territory. Thirdly, you know, the Fed, and we all really pay attention to what Powell says, and, you know, his comments really left the door open for more rate rises for the rest of this year, and that's what the, the, the forecasts are telling us. Um, but housing data is continued to you know potentially stabilize so that is a, a small positive in the bear camp if I can say that and I guess another point um, is really about you know growth we're hearing analysts downgrading stocks on concerns of growth uh, and growth worries you know with initial claims it's it's the highest point now since October 2021 excuse me so that's an important statistic. And then you know, if we look at AI, which has really led most of the rally of late, it's still very early, and it's still maybe a hype. You know, given that, um, and given that a lot of companies have actually said that no meaningful generative AI revenue will be really contributed until at least you know a couple of financial years from now, minimum FY twenty four. And then finally, probably a really critical point to end on, Felicity, would be the renewed bank weakness and concerns about stricter regulatory requirements um, and lending restrictions, which is really flowing through to the corporate market. You know, we're seeing it's harder for them to get capital off the ground and M&A deals are slower because of that. Now, that's actually going to be a report in the US coming out very soon, um, tomorrow, which is the 28th of June, in fact. So that'll be really interesting to see, because it essentially looks at their stress testing of their banking system.
3: Yeah, so look, we definitely think the next quarter is going to be quite rocky, but I do think word on the street is that the last quarter of this year, things should look a little bit more positive and we should actually finish on a positive note. So Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. So talking points for this week is more soft landing support as key housing data. Uh, surprise to the upside. Um, the report actually highlighted robust excess consumer savings and Jeffrey said high level takeaways from a consumer conference included still strong consumption trends easing cost inflation pressures and cautious optimism on growth outlook. Now, there's some more disinflation traction as selling prices in US flash composite PMI rose at the slowest pace since October 2020. Select dovish Fed speak, as Bostic said, he supports holding rates steady for the rest of 2023 to actually give time for inflation to respond to the Fed's tightening cycle. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. There's also some cost-cutting traction, still a big corporate theme, which helps to offset the weaker guidance, from FedEx and some stretched valuation pushback. As Credit Suisse pointed out, the median stock is actually trading at 17 times PE basis. So it's only modestly above the 16.2 times historical average. But again, Candace, we've said this before on the show, in reality for investors, regardless if you're a bull or a bear, it ends up being a bit mixture of both sentiments. And it's really important to firstly take a look at your overall asset allocation and exposure to risk. If you think in the current climate you're taking on too much equity risk, then it would be wise to reallocate some of your capital into more defensive asset classes like floating interest rate securities or bonds to actually collect that reliable regular coupon. Now, I'm not saying not to be invested, but our sentiment is cautiously optimistic.
2: Look, we have our cautiously optimistic hat on, and it's probably going to remain that way until potentially, you know, maybe weaker market data comes out that is a surprise, Um, or maybe we have another black swan event, which we really hope is not the case. So, with the mindset of being cautiously optimistic, if you are looking for a new investment thesis or growth opportunities in the equity market, in this next part of the episode, we want to share with you the importance of graphite and why we think it's an ideally placed crucial commodity in the EV supply chain. So don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
2: So let's jump straight into the investment idea for this episode, which is graphite. So, Felicity, I think it's important that we first kind of set the scene. So, I want to quickly share with you some really interesting facts I found when you know researching more about this commodity. Thanks to a really great London-based reporting agency in this space, which is Benchmark Minerals, they're known as the experts in the graphite industry. So, when they speak, we listen, right? Yes,
3: graphite, the forgotten mineral, hey, in the EV play.
2: I actually saw a really great graph that it makes up, on average, about 30% of the the EV batteries, which is kind of forgotten in the market, right? Everyone falls in love with lithium. All right, so here's what they say. Graphite has become an essential material in the production of modern electrical batteries due to its unique chemical and physical properties. Now, look, I did flunk a lot of chemistry, but if I break it down – It's really used as a key component in the electrode, which is responsible for storing and releasing electrical energy. So key component there for the battery. And according to their data, they're forecasting the natural flake market to go into deficit from 2026, you know, with some small projects coming back into production and online in 2027. So this is a long-term play if we set the scene. And in terms of price fluctuation, benchmark minerals have explained that in recently in uh, April and May of 2023, prices did decline, and they have you know overall been up and down. But look, it's lessened with the Chinese production dropping out of the market, and EV demand overall is improving. And if we look at the current market, they are seeing synthetic supply close to demand and natural production looks undersupplied. So keep that in mind when we go through a couple of stock ideas. And in terms of the natural graphite, the ESG credentials to secure its LT place versus synthetic, natural is up to 50% less carbon intensive than synthetic.
3: Okay. So the translation of this means the importance of graphite in the electrical batteries market is crucial. And then the decades to come, we'll see more of this commodity contributing to the development of modern electrical devices. I think the only risk here is if technology does create batteries that don't need graphite, but that's the same with all battery tech minerals anyway.
2: The de- it's a demand story. We need it, we need it, we need it. And the supply needs to catch up. Yeah. So this is like 101 when it comes to you know stock ideas within the, the commodities and resource sector.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think you made some really good points there. It kind of just comes back to the simple economic principle of supply and demand, which was said so many times. It's really crucial when investing in critical minerals, or any other company. So this will be really good for graphite producers. Now it has been the forgotten mineral of the battery rush. So it's really nice actually to see the revival after years on the sideline. Now let's get into the ASX listed companies that are actually focused on this key battery component. So Candice, what is the first stock on Talk Money To Me
2: AutoPad? So in no particular order, first up we have a company you may have not heard of, Novonix. The code on the ASX is NVX. Market cap of $457 million. at the moment. Now, this company has two divisions, an anode material division that manufactures synthetic anode material in Tennessee in the US, and a battery technology solution division, which focuses more on the battery research and development which is a really cool diversification there in this um, sector. Yeah,
3: we do love the US when it comes to the funds that they put in to decarbonisation. So that's a tick, tick, tick being in Tennessee.
2: Yes, and what's interesting, if you look at the market announcements for this company is recently they signed a JV of 30 million with LG Energy Solution to develop the synthetic anode material. So this partnership together is intended to lead for the option of LG to purchase up to 50 kilotons of anode material over a 10 year period uh, really to push the US you know, as a centre stage for the whole decarbonisation which is exciting. That's very promising. And another kind of key point, because we want to we want to make these stock ideas quick and on to the next idea, right, is graphite makes up 90% of the anode mix by prediction um, by 2030. So the question of synthetic versus natural is really less important if if you, if you really listen to the latest company update, um, then the availability of either material. So at the moment, if you're keen on this stock, it, you can pick it up for about 94 cents. Consensus price target, there's actually two US brokers that cover it, have a $4.55 price target on that one because it's dual listed in the US. Wow, that's
3: extremely bullish price target from 94 cents, isn't it?
2: Massive, like over 300%. Wow. But look, take everything with a grain of salt. Do your own research. Yeah, D-Y-O-R.
3: Next up, we have Sierra. Re- resources, which is covered by Shore and Partners Research. Now, we actually have a buy on it with a price target of $1.30. Now, the market cap is similar, so it's $533 million, so in the small cap territory. They've actually got the flagship Balama natural graphite operation in Mozambique and are commissioning a downstream active anode material facility in Louisiana. There we go, we're back in the US. Now, China EV sales in May through to June are back to late 2022 levels. This precursor for future demand for graphite and lithium. Now, Sierra is selling both fines and large flake from inventory levels built up during the March quarter. Vitalia commissioning through the September quarter remains on track with US $180 million of capex has not yet increased. Now, FID on the 45 kilotons per annum expansion remains subject to the US DOE funding and further customer offtakes. So it's currently trading around 79 cents. And like I said, and Partners has a $1.30 per price target. Again, quite a bit of upside if it plays out.
2: Yeah. So add that one to your order pad for sure or watch list. Now, another stock idea in this space is BlackRock Mining. The code on the ASX is BKT and it has a market cap of 118 million at the moment. So a little bit smaller, taking on more riskier. This
3: is a micro cap.
2: (laughs) Micro cap. Yeah. You're going to look at this one, Felicity, I can tell. (laughs) Okay, so BlackRock, what do they do? Well, they have a project in Tanzania um, and has globally significant in terms of their resource, about identified 212 million ton resource there and a total graphite carbon grade of 7.8. Now, the company's DFS considered annual production of 340 kilos tonnes per annum, so that's good, over four stages. And if you look at the market recent announcements, the company announced a non-binding MOU with POSCO to supply large flake concentrate. So this is one of the top pre-existing agreements to supply 25 to 30,000 tonnes of fine, deepening the collaboration between the two. So this is a really exciting announcement. And finally, look, the company, if you dive more into the the balance sheet and what they plan to do there, plans to refinance... Uh, 50-50 debt and equity. So the company still expects the credit approved term sheets by the end of the month, maybe into July. And it has really access to um, fantastic infrastructure. That's really a standout point. Grid powered by 80% hydro and rail access. So so a few more ticks there on the ESG front.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting. And BlackRock kind of reminds me of Blackstone Minerals, which we actually do need to give an update to the AutoPad soon because that has not performed how we would have liked it to but we will give you an update on how that's progressing. Now, our fourth idea in the graphite space is Magnus Energy Technology. So the code is MNS. Now, this is a micro cap also. It's $145 million market cap. The company's subsidiary, Imperium 3 New York, operates a gigawatt-scale battery manufacturing plant in Endicott, New York. Magnus also has a minority stake in CV4, which aims to produce anode materials using graphite from MNS Nachi Project. In Tanzania. Now, batteries produced by IM3NY have received certification, meaning that the IM2NY cells are now permitted to be transported within the US and internationally. So that's really exciting. Now, Offtake has been signed with a tier one EV manufacturer underpinning the AAM and NACU projects. Now, framework agreement to be signed with the Tanzanian government in short order. So, this is probably one to watch to see how that actually plays out.
2: Yep, and that one, the code again is MNS. So, next up, we have another interesting company, Quantum Graphite. The code for this one is QGL, and market cap, again, micro cap of $178 million at the moment. So, Quantum are developing a graphite mine in South Australia, and the company has a JV with the Sunlands company, who are developing a thermal energy storage system around the graphite media. They have a five year takeoff agreement already signed, which is a positive, and the JV With Sunlands will ultimately purchase graphite from Quantum initially based on the 2019 DFS forecast. So, an update on the DFS will incorporate larger scale mining as they get further down in this relationship together. Now, up next in the graphite stock ideas, we actually have another one that's covered by Shoreham Partners.
3: It is. So it's called Evolution Energy Minerals. Now, the code is EV1 on the ASX. Now, this is actually down about 18% for the month. So it's around 18 cents, a tiny, tiny market cap being 27 and a half million, actually a bit lower, 27.1 million right now. And we've got a price target of 72 cents. So that is very bullish. Now, Evolution is developing the Chile Graphite mine in Tanzania. Chilau requires low upfront capex for a favourably large flake sized product, so its suitability for specialty end markets and has the optionality to move downstream in the US. Funding continues to advance with non binding expressions of interest from European, African, and Tanzanian banks. Polaris has been appointed as independent technical engineer on behalf of finances. EV1's relatively low capex versus its peers should help with this process, as should Archer's presence on the register. Now, there's been an exciting recent appointment. Stacy Newstead is the new CEO, and she's actually been tasked with driving US downstream strategy. Now, the key objective is actually to produce coated spherical graphite in the US. Now, Candace, what is our final graphite idea?
2: So, our final stock idea for the graphite investment thesis brings us back to Australia in South Australia, in fact, Renaissance Resources. So the code on the ASX is RNU, market cap of about 445 million, and they're developing a graphite project, like I said, in South Australia. This site, in particular, has the largest graphite reserve in the world outside of Africa, um, and it's coming in at about 7.3 grade, which is quite good. So their first stage, and they have multiple stages, it's targeting a concentration production of about um, 105,000 kilotons per annum uh, with ramping up over time. And also they'll be looking at purified spherical graphite as well. RNU's key differentiator is it's in South Australia, so tick for the locals, but that South Australian location is super, super ESG friendly in terms of their purification flow sheet. Recent environmental approval has been has been given following a six-year process uh, to receive $185 million loan from the Export Finance Australia Department. And final interesting note is that they have non-binding commitments from anode manufacturers in not only China, but also Japan and Korea, up for about 200% of the storage in their first phase of capacity. So there you have it, guys. That's a few stock ideas for you to consider in the graphite sector. We really believe that graphite's importance to batteries and the entire EV supply chain cannot be overstated. Its unique properties allow for it to serve as a conductor for the transfer of electrons as well as a host for lithium ions during the charge and discharge cycle. So as the demand for portable electronic goods and devices just continues to grow in our modern society, the importance, we believe, of graphite in the battery technology world will only become more pronounced. So I think this is really one, Felicity, for investors who don't know much about this space to learn more about it because I think overall it continues to develop more and more efficient and sustainable long-lasting batteries thanks to graphite and it's undoubtedly going to play such a crucial role in shaping our modern electrical future.
3: Yes, indeed. And in the case of batteries, graphite is able to intercalate lithium ions, which are the key to the functioning of many modern batteries. For example, they can be found in Tesla. EVs. Now, lithium-ion batteries in particular have become an increasingly popular alternative to traditional alkaline batteries due to their high energy density and longer lifespan and efficient charge and discharge cycles.
2: So, that's a wrap on why we're bullish on graphite overall, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions on the markets, graphite, or any investable ideas you'd like our thoughts on, please reach out to us. You can do that by reaching out to us through email, which is tmtm at equitymates.com.
3: And lastly, before we sign off, please remember, although Candace and I are financial advisors at Shoreham Partners, please note our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, you should seek professional advice before making any financial investment decisions and do your own research. Please give us a five-star review and make sure you follow us on At Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates. Until next time. See you then.
1: Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances, Equity Makes Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website, where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.